2: Black History Month magazine is the national magazine and central point of focus for the nationwide celebration of black history, arts, and culture throughout the United Kingdom. Black women have always been at the forefront of social justice movements, fighting against oppression and paving the way for change. And this magazine goes to great lengths to highlight these sheroes. Despite their countless contributions to society, their achievements have far too often been overlooked or forgotten. However, the editor in chief of Black History Month magazine is making sure this injustice is remedied. Her name is Sharon Inko Taria, and she joins us today. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Sharon, I've been waiting to talk to you. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing really well. Thank you. And it's of lovely course. to be here.
2: Of course. Now, uh, around here, we start our conversations at the beginning. Um, <laughs> so for the benefit of our listeners, do us all a favor. Give us a little bit about your background um, and, and, you know, talk to us about your passions and, you know, growing up a bit and what led you to, you know, your current post uh, at Black History Month magazine and what led you to this conversation today?
3: Okay, Um I'll, I'll give you the the, the quick version. Sure, sure take it. <laughs> um, so will um, So my background is I used to work for the government in the UK. So I used to be a civil servant for many years, and um, it was a I did a variety of roles there, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know there comes a point with an employer where the love affair begins to wane, <laughs> mm-hmm, sure, <yeah. laughs> and they're, they're not really recognizing your gifts and your talents in a way that you would like. Mm-hmm. And um, but throughout my career, um, I was involved in something called staff networks. I think in the, in the States, you call them employee resource groups okay. or business resource groups. Okay. And, and, and those are groups where people who are in a marginalized community come together to support each other in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, and I found that really invaluable. Um, uh, and I, I was involved in a network off and on throughout my career. I'm saying all of that to say that when I decided to leave the civil service, some 13, uh, no, some 11 years ago now, one of the things I was passionate about was helping people to understand how to run these networks effectively. So I went away, did some research and ultimately wrote a book about it. And then I started my own consultancy on the back of that. Mm. So that's what I've been doing for the last um 10 years or so running my own business and, um supporting people in the workplace so that's just a little bit about my background and um my formal education was around human resources which kind of led me to get involved in that side of things Um, however i have always been passionate about um trying to always you know know who i am and where i'm from Mm. uh, because that can get a bit lost in the busyness of work and life and 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 especially in the uk so I've always had this passion to um promote race equality, um, promote race equity, and I've dabbled in you know writing pieces for the magazine off and on over the years. But last year I thought I would really like to see a change in how black women are celebrated during Black History Month. I'm not saying they're not celebrated. And I'm not saying that they I'm not saying that we shouldn't celebrate everyone, but I just felt that there are so many reasons why we just need to pause and look at what black women have done throughout history Mm. and celebrate them, you know, just take a step back and say, wow, you know, so that's really what led me to get more involved in the black history month magazine for this year.
2: Okay. So, so for those of us in the U S talk to us a bit about black history month magazine, just, just give us a, a, a background and an overview.
3: OK, so like, you know, many people don't realise that we do have a Black History Month in the UK mm-hmm. and it's been going for the last 35 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started in 1987. And and so it's it's a it's a it's a a, a time in the calendar where everyone celebrates. Uh, the magazine has been going for not quite as long, but almost as long. And the whole purpose of it is to give the, the month a focal point where we can put together articles from various people, some known, some unknown, um, do some education, do some inspiration in the magazine. So it covers a plethora of subjects, mm. whether that's drug arts or the media, sport, history itself, geography. So we try to cover lots of things. And for the last few years, we have we've given the, each year a theme based on what we think is happening in the country. Okay. So around COVID it was no more words, time for action, you know, because we felt that it, we were tired of the words and we wanted to see action. And so this year it's celebrating our sisters.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so the magazine is becoming increasingly popular. Um. Uh, you know, we do a print run of about 50,000 and that goes every year. And we also do a resource pack for schools and for anyone else, but it's mainly for schools to help them have assemblies and and, and sessions around black history and and so we can help them you know, support their learning. So it's so a fantastic you, publication.
2: Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. I, I was able to to check out um, some of the uh, digital content at least, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about because you said that you do uh, a print run, and I think I read that as well. But how mm-hmm. is the uh, print? Print is is something that it exists in a di- and it's consumed in a different way. So how is print reception different from like the online articles? Like, do you, do you find that there's um you know more interest in the print magazines or yeah
3: i yeah people still like a print they do mm-hmm. especially um we we sell the magazine okay. um we we sell magazines to corporates but we try to give to the community so some okay. of the community centers or the libraries sure. and we find that different generations just like to pick up that magazine and have their cup of tea and read it through they still sure. like to feel the the paper copy yeah, in yeah. in in their hands so um, we've never seen a decline Mm-hmm. in in the print there's always a demand for it so until that changes we will keep printing as mm-hmm. well as provide the digital for those who uh, are more you know tech savvy and prefer to read in that way sure um, but yes mm-hmm.
2: sure what what i was seeing was um like it you know i i haven't touched a physical copy but it the way that it was compiled it felt like it was very collectible and so that's kind of what i was um yeah was was wondering um it's well it's-
3: i, I I'm thrilled that that came across because I wanted it to be like a collector's edition, Mm -hmm. like an edition you wanted to hold on to. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we don't do that for every magazine, but there was a lot of thought into how the stories will be curated and and how, how we wanted it to come across and to even the adverts, because we have people who advertise with us and we're really clear, like let's, can you think about the advertising, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's about celebrating our sisters. So use black women as part of your advertising in the, so wow. from that all the way through, we were really, you know, the team, we're a small team, but the small dedicated team from a diverse background, um, all passionate about seeing this publication reach its full potential. And I, 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 w- without sounding big headed, I don't want to say, but I think we did, we really did hit that nail. This I think year. So. We're really yeah. proud of that, that document. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: So in talking about the, um, the, the black history month magazine, Uh when I think of black history month, you know, there's a joke here in the, in the States where, you know, black history month is in February and it's the shortest month. And, you know, we always kind of make fun of it as like, okay, they got, they got us in and out as quickly as they can. Okay. We'll give February to the black folks so that they can, you know, throw their little parties or whatever. Um, but that's not the same in the UK. Right.
3: It's not in the same month, no. Okay. It's we, we've got we've got a 31 day month. Oh, good, good. Okay. And 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 the reason is I think you know, there's we always have this discussion, why don't we do it in February the same as America? Why are we different? And the, the fact is we are different. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. are different regardless. And the person who started um uh, was a man um who who heard a horrible story from a colleague of his. And mm-hmm. he realized that there was nothing in the United Kingdom that acknowledged the contribution of black people to British history, mm-hmm. nor was there a celebration of black presence. And mm-hmm. so he pulled together this thing called, you know, called Black History Month, and he chose October for a number of reasons. It meant something significant in Africa. Um, it was a new season for many people. You know what I mean? So he went with October for different reasons.
0: Yeah, for different and I know- reasons,
3: sure. February is, you know, someone's birth, Abraham Lincoln's birthday or something, or, or yeah. I can't remember, but different Dr. Events. King,
2: yeah, there, there, there's there's yeah. there's a few reasons sure, um, and Frederick Douglass, yeah, Frederick there's, Douglas, there's some history there, right. yeah. So, so, um, so the it. the magazine it prints, uh, what what is the frequency of printing of the magazine? Is it every black history every, month is more every
3: free- black history month every okay. year i don't think i could do more
2: <laughs> yeah so it's a yearly publication so that's what i wanted to to make sure of now um that that's allowing me to ask the question i really want to ask so there's been a couple of points when you've talked about the theme this year's theme of celebrating our sisters mm-hmm. and one of the ways that you did that um i was going to ask how are some of the ways that you you know did that and how was that reflected in today's mm-hmm. you know magazine and the surrounding kind of um Pomp and circumstance, if you will. Um, but in terms of celebrating our sisters, you mentioned that you um, asked the advertisers to use black women in the ads and so forth. What are some other ways that you were able to celebrate our sisters and be true to the theme in this year's uh, magazine?
3: Well, we um, we were fortunate, um, or maybe I should say they were fortunate to work with us, but we were fortunate to work with a couple of um, one media company in particular, and they they own the space which advertises outside on the streets, like in squares. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you see like an advert and so they own some of those spaces. Okay. And um they approached us and said they would like to do something along with the theme. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay. No, they want to do something with Black History Month. And we said, okay, mm-hmm. but it has to be in line with the theme. So we will we will partner with most people as long as they understood. That our theme was our theme. Mm. So you got to go making up your own stuff. Um, if you want to use our badge, if you want to use our name, then we were really strong on saying, can you use, you know, make sure you think about the theme. And to be true, everyone has more or less done that. Mm. You know, we have seen some phenomenal things across this country where you've got these, you know, images of black women and these powerful statements. And I'm like, right, they got they understood the assignment, they got it. So um, there's billboards around the country with black women up there. Um, There's uh, exhibitions gone up in different spaces, either in schools, colleges and workplaces, you know, really celebrating their black female colleagues, for example. Um, So it's not known, it's not all known, they're not all famous people. It's Hmm. just everyday women who we work with or who we see on the streets, which I love because that's we want to celebrate every black woman, not just the ones... Who we see on TV or who are famous, but it's the aunties and the woman down the road who always talking to somebody, it's all black women. Yeah.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings
2: We are here today with Sharon Inko Taria, the editor-in-chief of Black History Month magazine. Okay, so in terms of like a mission statement or you know, maybe the reason that that you and your staff get up in the morning, what is it that Black History Month magazine hopes to accomplish overall?
3: Overall, um, overall, I would like to I would ha- I would have to say that. British history is incomplete unless you understand and recognize the black contribution. Mm. So we do all we can to help people understand and recognize the contribution that we made in the past Mm -hmm. and what what the contribution we're making now. Mm. So the magazine tries to capture that in, in a variety of ways. So um, the articles are, you would see that the articles are some reflection stories or um, celebrating women who are celebrating others or, you know, just some old the older generation who are still giving back in their 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, this this sense of we want to help, we want to continue to help. You know, that's something that's quite common amongst the black community. But when there's a need, they're always the ones that's willing to step in and say, Come, let me help you. So we want, and it's always been like that. It's just that we don't always hear about those stories. And so if I had to culminate it into a mission statement, it's that. You know, British history is incomplete unless you understand the black contribution to it. I
2: love that. I love that. We were talking a bit before we started uh, recording and I was, you know, admitting that I had not known that there was a black history month in the United Kingdom. And I I remember saying to you that that makes more sense than even the black history month in the US, because in terms of the uh, transatlantic slave trade, Yeah. Uh, The Britons were involved. uh, uh, Great Britain was involved prior to the Americas, even.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so
2: black history goes back further in the uk than it does even in the americas and so you know i I mean it's a technicality but still it, it goes to show that at minimum it's just as important and so i'm glad that that's your mission statement and i'm glad that you know you're doing something that is just a fantastic work uh like i said it just seems to be very collectible and the fact that you do a print run and that you know there's you know uh I, I'm I'm sure that all the magazines are accounted for and spoken for at the end of the run. Um,
3: yeah, I think yeah. that
2: goes to show that, that you're doing something very special. So, um, let's do this. Let's look forward. Um, do you already have a theme for next year? Is there, is there something that people can look forward to? Um, you know, now that you have some new folks on, on this side of the pond who are interested <laughs> in what you're doing over there?
3: Um, a theme, not so much a theme. I've got yeah. some ideas. Um, I think- you know the reason why we want black history to stay so so prominent is so that our young people our next generation know who they are and where they're from sure. you know they, they and it's not just and why, while it's important to acknowledge and recognize the 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 horrific um thing of of slavery, that's mm-hmm. not all we are, yeah, you know we're not just slavery and we're not just windrush mm-hmm. so it's it's about giving them a resource or an opportunity to learn the full gamut of who we are and where we're from. Mm-hmm. So there's something around young people. That's all I've got at the moment. What that looks okay. like, I don't know. I don't say it's not gonna be all about young people, but I, I wanna do something more with that generation. And and I don't want people to feel that it's just a nice thing to do. Oh, it's time to have the stewed chicken and rice and the steel pans and have a nice t- We can do that, but it's more, let's, let's dig deeper. Mm. So, if you look at our logo, for the, sorry, listeners, you won't be able to, but if you go on the website and you look at the logo, it almost looked that the the BHM is incomplete, right? Mm. People said, hey, listen, you know, I can see the B and I can see the M and I can see these two dots.
2: Yeah. But I, 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 I see it. Yeah. I right. But it.
3: if you look closer, the two, there's a H. It's an H. Yeah. Right. And we say that you have to dig deeper and look closer because our history has been hidden for so long wow so we that's why we have to dig deeper and look closer and i really want to emphasize that with our young people uh, or with everyone but with a a, a focus for young people so nothing concrete as yet but those are just some of the things i'm mulling around because people just think we got confused with our logo and i'm like nah there's a message there's a whole message behind that we didn't just do this by mistake it's I want you to look very deep as to why the H is hidden. Yeah. And that's because it reflects our history that's been hidden. But
4: okay. Yeah.
2: So let me ask you this as a person who I, you know, I consider myself a bit of an activist and I, w- I wouldn't put that label on you, but um, I'm sure that you're very much kind of tapped in to the goings on with respect to black people in the UK. Um, and this is a personal question. I don't have this prepared for anything like that. Um, I would say that in our country, you know, we have uh, issues with respect to, you know, we need restorative economic justice above all else, you know, Um, we need a a serious rethink of policing, we need a, a serious rethink of our criminal justice system top to bottom, including prisons we need a serious mm-hmm. rethink of you know how like th- th- there's issues with respect to environmental racism where people live and and how zoning is a- is affected by the racial composition of mm-hmm. a given part of land and you know the pollutants affect healthcare outcomes and then there's disproportionate sure. healthcare outcomes and things like that. you know so there's a, there's a lot of things in our country that as as an activist, I need to be aware of, because there's a reason that I can point to, um, you know, if I look at all the data, Black people are worst in, in in last place for this and worse outcomes for this and blah, 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 on and on and on, right? And I can point to the reasons for that. If you could pick, let's say, two or three of the issues that you think that Black people in the UK are up against, just so that we have a an understanding that, you know, maybe we're you know doing rather more than just recalling our, our past but looking into the future what would you say some of the uh the bigger challenges are or the or I don't want to call them challenges but what are some of the things that you feel people are most active about in the UK in terms of let's just say restorative justice for black people
3: well uh, great question actually and it's not too dissimilar to what some of the things you've said it's okay. just not as obvious mm. <laughs> in the UK okay. so um, let, let me be clear in in in, in um in health health inequalities is rampant in the UK. Okay. And if you're, you know, for example, you know, um, and that's because simply because of structural racism. Mm-hmm. And in, as a black woman, I am five times more likely to die in childbirth yeah. than a white woman. Yeah. Wow. And and that that's that's research, that's that's fact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are if you are using the healthcare system your experience is less likely to be a positive one mm. than any other group if you are black yeah if you're from a, a minoritized background um similarly with the the justice system the penalties imposed on black people are far harsher mm. than they are for other groups so yeah. it's not that it's not that it's not that dissimilar to what's happening in the US okay it's just the challenge that we have in the UK Is that no very rarely does someone come into your face and shout a derogatory name? Right. Mm -hmm. They will smile at you, but they're the ones that are blocking you from getting the promotion. They're the ones blocking you from getting the loan at the bank. They're the ones that are blocking you from, you know, getting the the house that you want. Yeah. So it's it's very subtle in the UK. And you know, and it gives them license to claim plausible deniability. Mm. That's the biggest challenge we face. When we are trying to share our story, and someone comes along and says, "Oh, that wasn't meant to be," you're, t- you're being too sensitive, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, a lot of the people in the UK they are fighting for better outcomes regarding justice, health, education. You know, housing. And, you know, social housing is just rife, for, mm. and, and bad social housing is rife for a lot of Black people in the UK. So again like I said it's not too dissimilar it just depends on on where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. So if it's about progression that's where your fight's going to be if it's about your children it's going to be around the schools and the police and so yeah. on. Um, so yeah I mean as a my thing is is around health. So I sit on, an, on a board in an in a, NHS and I'm always keen to make sure that the decisions we make improve outcomes for communities. You know, yeah. the community that we serve is from a, you know, an, a known poor community. So I'm keen to ensure that the service we provide is equitable for all those. Um, but others will tell you something similar around the police. I mean, black people and the police in the in the UK is just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't need to tell you. You can relate. But. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to. Sh- I'm. I'm trying to share that the problems are there. Yes, in the very similar way, but they sure. just manifest differently. Yeah, I can um, see that. But still, just as potent and dangerous.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can see that because, um, you know, listening to you talk, it's it's very similar to what I know of the the general attitude in the UK. So, how about this? If I'm if I'm able to to stereotype, um, in Canada, they're known for being very polite, right? um in in france people are known for being very rude that's never been my experience in france but this is kind of what you know people say um and you know in in uh the uk i think it's very similar that people are at least forward facing they're very polite they they try not to be rude you know they, this is just kind of the general attitude as an outside observer in the us Uh, Not so much. You know, Um, you get you definitely have people who are out loud a little bit more brash and and rough to deal with. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, And so I could see I could see based on, you know, my limited apertures into that society, how the racism could be masked by a a sort of a thin veneer of politeness and polite behavior. And Mm -hmm. you might really have to rely on the data To help make your case for you not specific examples whereas over here we have videotapes we (laughs) we can just we can show and then people will be like yeah so what you know uh, or or they'll give them plausible deniability or they'll give them Mm. the best possible optics even though we have it on video showing exactly what they did did they commit the crime yes and then in their case it'll be like yes but He shouldn't have did this or they shouldn't have did that, you know, and that sort of thing. So I could see the challenges being a little different um, over there. And so this is another reason why I think that having conversations um, about black excellence and black brilliance, I think that by celebrating black excellence and black brilliance, I think that long term, we change the narrative. Whereas once upon a time, at least in our country, we were very um, uh, Funnily enough, we were called lazy, even though we were brought here to do work for people who didn't want to work for themselves. Um, You know, we were called lazy. We were thieves. We were, you know, whatever. And then fast forward, we were, you know, uh, we we were on crack and on drugs and all the, you know, all these these vile rumors. You know, we Mm -hmm. we we don't love our children. All these things have been thoroughly debunked. Um, You know, the people who use the drugs in this country, you know, by the numbers are not black people they're white people you know what i mean but um you know we were the ones like i'm the sort of person that people used to come up to and be like hey man you got some of this or that or the other i totally do not man i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and uh so anyway um i'm saying that to say that you know there's there's something special about celebrating black excellence and bringing it to the forefront and 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 having that be the represented the representation of our people And so um, this is kind of what I took away from when I first, you know, saw, you know, Black History Month magazine. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is amazing. So um, I guess what I want to ask now is maybe on a personal note, because you seem to be very tapped in and very passionate. I know I know that you you're you're still working on what's next for the magazine, but maybe there's something Mm -hmm. next for you. Maybe there's something else you want to tackle maybe a different direction you want to go in, something like that, because you seem to be a very inspiring person. And I have to ask that before I let you go.
3: Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Um, Well, I've still got my business, but I do, I still do. So that keeps me um, G'd up and and inspired. Um, But this is, this is, I mean, this is the first time I've, I've edited the entire piece and, and I have to say, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I don't see myself letting this go <laughs> okay. anytime soon. Um, right. So um, yeah, that I can just see myself carry on and doing that. And it'd be great to get the. Wouldn't it be great to do something with you know UK Black History Month and US Black History Month? Do sure. something out, yeah. you know. So I'd love. To, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that 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 solidarity and creating that connective tissue. I think again, it helps. Um, I think the celebration of Black excellence. Um, The more often we do that, the more we challenge the narratives that are present in not just the media and in social media, but in the data and the statistics that we're not just born to die. We're not just born to fight. This is something I say right. all the time. I'm an activist, sure. Mm-hmm. But I was not born to just fight for my whole life and then die an old man. That's not fair. I, I deserve to be happy too. And I think that by celebrating Black excellence and sh- portraying ourselves um in a way that is, uh, more accurate and more true to our, our lived experience. Um, I think that that kind of pushes back against the narrative that's being chronicled by, you know, mass media, as I mentioned, data and, you know, yeah. stereotypes. And so, um, I'm, I commend you I'm, for everything that you're doing before we let you go, do us a favor and let us know how we can, you know, support you, um, support the magazine, how we can keep up with you. If you're on social media, let's plug the website, you know, all that connective tissue, just so we can stay in contact.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, the website is there, www.blackhistorymonth.org.uk. And we're on, um, you know, the social media platforms, Instagram and X. Uh, Just put in B-H-M, either underscore UK or um, a a hyphen UK, you'll find us there. And, yeah, just, you know, have a look at the magazine. Go on the website and take a look and just, you know, Learn about some things about british history, uh, black history that you may you may didn't you may n- never have known, mm. so um that's how you can support us really by um just getting involved and giving us a shout out on on social media and and so on so um but yeah, thank you okay. that' yeah. be great and
2: and and thank you for obviously all the work that you're doing and and for taking the time out to come on and and share yeah. all of your insight with us and share your magazine with us um you're an inspiring person and it's been an absolute joy once again today's guest is sharon Taria, the editor-in-chief of black history month magazine thank
3: you
2: this has been a production of the black information network today's show is produced by chris thompson have some thoughts you'd like to share use the red microphone talkback feature on the iheartradio app while you're there be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes i'm your host ramses jaw on all social media And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network
1: daily podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.